What's good everybody, this is Silas from SilasBeats.com and today I promised a story. Um, <laughs> I wanted to speak on a situation that I had with C-Live, right? So, like, I met C-Live for the first time, must have been how many months ago? I think it was the beginning of the C, I met up with C-Live. Um, either that or just the end of last year. So basically beginning of 2019, maybe end of 2018. Um, the reason why we met up was because of a song that he asked P.O. to do. Um, so essentially his, his son, his song, the song is related to his son who, was, who died uh, tragically in a fire. So he asked P.O. to make something that's heartfelt. P.O. brought the concept, the concept back to me and explained, uh, explained it. So I said, look, I've got a couple of beats that I think might, um, you know, that might fit the idea. I played a couple and then he found one. He was like, yes, this is the one. And then we created the track. Uh, but before I carry on, I wanna, I wanna rewind a bit, just so I can give a bit of context as to how we got to this point and why I said that that feature, um, I said in my last podcast that that feature took me about seven years to get right. So, um, rewind all the way back to 2010 when I met up with uh, P.O. Well, we didn't really meet. I was in Cape Town. He was in Joburg. I texted him. It was back over, it was over Facebook. Um, I actually still have those texts now. Um, I, I, uh, I, once in a while, I go back and I have a read because that's essentially where my music career began, for real, for real. Um, after we did one or two tracks together, uh, I came to Joburg in 2012, right? And that's essentially when I started listening to Hip Hop Power Nights on 5FM with DJ C Live. So I'd hear about all these people, Sean Pages, I'd hear about El Tito, I'd hear about uh, P.O., who I happened to be doing some work with. I heard about Black Les, I heard about Jay Lawless. There were so many people, and I was like, oh my gosh, if I can just work with any of these people, you know, I can. I can create a couple of songs and I can do something. I can try and build myself up in this industry. Um, so what I did once was I said, look, let me get some beats together. Even if they don't, these artists that come onto the show don't use it, who knows what will happen. They might give it to one of the art, uh, the DJs might give it to one of the artists. It's free beats. I mean, come on. He doesn't like free beats. So I thought maybe they could either give it to one of the artists or they could use it as bed music. That was something that I thought about. I was like, hey, if I could get some bed music, I could just anything to build up my career. So I sent my CD in and they received it. Um, I went there physically. I went to 5FM um, and I dropped the CD off and I had attention, see live or something like that. And yeah, they got it. <laughs> And then on air, the next, it was the next, I think it was a week or two later, the next Hip Hop Power Nights, I was sitting there, like I usually did, on my bed, just listening to the show. And then that's when I heard him say, um, oh yeah, by the way, Silas Beats, or Silas Beats, I pronounced it incorrectly, we see, we see the CD that you sent through. And at the time he was sitting in studio with a producer by the name of Dotcom. And they laughed, essentially they laughed there in the studio and I was like, what do they mean they see the CD and why did they laugh? I was so, I was so confused, I didn't understand what had just happened. I didn't know whether they were laughing at me, 
people were laughing at what I did. I sent through a CD that had my name and my logo printed on it, um, had my details on it. I, like, I didn't understand what they were laughing at. Uh, to this day even, I didn't bring it up. So I sat and I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? Maybe that just wasn't the right time for me. Maybe I just need to carry on. Maybe I need to continue. So I didn't tweet at the guy. We were using Twitter back then quite a lot. I didn't tweet at the guy. I didn't, you know, I didn't get angry or anything. I literally just left it. And I was like, look, if we cross paths again one day, the story might come up again or it might not. And everything will be good. Everything will be cool. So time goes by and I just do my thing. I carry on building, carry on building. Right? And then that essentially brings us to what I was talking about in the beginning where I was with um, P.O. making this song for his son. Essentially, this is now, I'm no longer someone who is trying to pitch a track or set a beat to see live. I am now um, the, the producer of the song. I'm the one who recorded. I'm the one who did the mixing and the mastering. I'm the one who brought all the, the voice clips together. I'm the one who did all the chopping. I'm the one who set everything up and brought this track to life. And it just made me think like, this could have been, I honestly, when the moment I heard his name, I could have said, no man, go find someone else and get, get it done elsewhere. But I mean, it's another feature. It's another feature with someone who's really well known in the South African hip hop industry. Um, he's someone who's really helped take the, the, the culture of hip hop in this country forward through his show. I still do believe that someone like him should be hosting that show. Um, and yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy that I can, I can then, I can now say that I have a track with someone who essentially in the beginning kind of, you know, was not laughing at my moves. I don't think, I don't think it was even a case of, um, look, I don't know whether he was being malicious about it. And it's not for me to, it's not for me to try and figure out. I'm going to get angry and I'm just going to get lost if I try and figure that out. But what I do know is personally, I wasn't ready for such an opportunity. I was not ready to feature such big artists at that time, back in 2012. I was not ready to have my music part of bed music for a radio show. I wasn't ready to have my beats make it to those artists. They weren't good. I'm list I listen back to them now. Those I know exactly which beats I sent through and they weren't good. They weren't good enough to be singles that ended up on TV that would end up being um, uh, you know, part of my discography that they just weren't, they just weren't good enough. And I know that. So, like looking back now, I realize that sometimes it's really just not your time. It's, it's just not your time yet. You kind of just need to be a little bit patient and your opportunities will slowly start to pop up. And you'll, you know, when they come through, you feel it and you'll be like, oh, okay, cool. So this is what was supposed to come up next. Um, it was the same with uh, when I, I really wanted a reason feature when P.O. was working on a track with Reason back in 2017. 2017, Reason pulls up to my house. Uh, P.O. is at my house as well. We're recording now and I'm thinking to myself, if I could, if they had just chosen my beat for the project and I was like, come on, man. I want to be able to put Reason down as someone who I've produced for. But they chose someone else's beat. I was hacked in the, a little bit in the beginning, but then I thought about it I was like, again, it really just isn't your, it wasn't your time. It wasn't my time yet to get that feature. Fast forward, beginning of 2019, literally, literally a year and a half later, because I remember when we recorded, it was towards the end of 2017. Beginning of 2019, 
Reason is back in studio with Black Les on a beat that I produced. I was like, okay, cool. So there it is. So everything that I've wanted, I've plotted, and I've thought, hey, I, I really want that thing. And then over time, provided I continued, you know, I provided I continued with the work, I got exactly what it was. And even, like, even now, still, like, I look at it, I'm like, you know what, I might not have gotten it when that person was at the height of their career, but it was, it, it doesn't, it didn't take away, it doesn't take away any of the novelty of it. I still wanted that feature. It was something that meant a lot to me, and I got it done. Um, this is the exact same thing if I was to get a, um, a feature, say, like a, I don't know, like a Casper Nioves feature now. Um, I've done mixing, I've done mastering on a track that he was featured on, but I can't say that it was a direct production. There were elements of production that I added on to that track, but there, are lot, there were lots of producers on that song in any case. But I can't say outright that I did production for one of his tracks. And maybe one day I will. Look, it's not one of those things where I wrote it down on a piece of paper and I said I wanted it to come true. But it's one of those things where I, you know, it would be nice if one day it's a, just a possibility that it might happen. It might happen. Who knows? But just to say that you might not, you just might not be ready for that opportunity right now. And when you are ready, you will be ready. And you will know it. Look, you might know it now. You might be like, yeah, man, my, my rhymes are hot. I deserve to be in this place. Or my beats are hot. I deserve to have features and so and so. Deserving and then getting are two completely different things. You getting it is fine. You might be deserving of it. I'm not going to deny it because unfortunately it doesn't work. Like I can't tell you your beats are trash. I can't tell you your rhymes are trash or your singing is trash. But the people decide. This is the thing. People decide. People decide. Like I might have felt that I had a number one hit on my computer. And I might have created tracks with people that I thought would become songs that would end up being charted or playlisted at the very least. But they didn't. But again, in my mind, I thought that. Right? I thought, I thought that thing. Whereas the, the, the people, the market, they're the ones who decide. They will tell you very quickly. And people, I like, the one thing I like about people these days is they will not mince their words. If they do not like what you're doing, they do not like what you're doing. You will receive your, your just reward for whatever type of work you put in and however you treat your fans and aud your potential audience. Um, yeah, so that's essentially my story. Um, bit of a success story bit of a belated success story but a success story nonetheless so that's the first part the second part is um, there's just a, a thought just something that happened to me a couple of days ago um, I was getting my car washed and one thing I do I've been doing it for so many years now is I'm, like I'm super super I try to be efficient with my time and that car washing process is so long for me I just I hate sitting there just watching my car get washed so I usually get my hair cut then I whip out my phone and I start, um, I start sorting out my business admin, some of my clinic admin, handle all of that stuff. So this time I decided after handling some of my admin, I'd go get a haircut. So now my car's getting washed, I'm getting a haircut. And this guy, like there's a guitarist who's like walking around, comes around and he like sets up a place where he's going to busk. Essentially just he put down a hat and um, she was a basket. He put down a basket. He leaned, he had two CDs, and he, leaned, he lent the two CDs. He put the CDs against the basket, and he just started playing. 
obviously he was playing for cash and those were his CDs. Um, fairly okay packaged, you know, just the normal plastic cover, nothing crazy. The CDs were printed again, not, again, nothing crazy, just a picture of him standing with the guitar on the front. Um, and I thought to myself, I was like, this guy's hustling. He's doing it the way people used to hustle. He used to go and used to play. And once in a while, maybe someone will call you to come play at their tavern or play at a gig or, you know, get a small set somewhere. Right? That was, that's essentially how people had, they had no other choice but to do it like that. This is, before, this is pre like social media days, and internet days and YouTube days. So I sat there and I looked at him and I was, I was like, I could go and buy this guy's CD. I wanted to buy his CD. And then I spoke to the barber and he was like, yeah, this guy comes around every month uh, towards the end of the month when people have money to give him some change. So I was like, cool. And then I thought about it and I was like, this guy has no idea what the potential is of, that he has sitting right there in that instrument of his. I could honestly, I don't have a guitarist that I work with or that I know. I could honestly, I could go buy his CD and rip his music off it, chop it up, make a couple beats and make thousands of friends. I literally would have bought, probably would have bought the CD for anywhere between 30 and I don't know, 70 bucks um, and gotten away with it. Honestly, I mean, I know for a fact that he, he, if he's out here doing this and he was a fairly old man, um, it's something I didn't mention, he's a fairly old guy. So I know he doesn't know about content ID. I know he has no idea how to track his stuff if it gets played internationally or how he's going to track samples and whatnot. So I would have gotten away scot-free. That would have been an amazing investment, I feel. Um, yeah. So I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Before I get ahead of myself and I become one of those people, let me just, um, uh, let me just give him some cash. So I gave him a little bit of money and I, I left. And I thought to myself, if I was to sit down with this guy here and I had to try and talk to him about Samro and getting his stuff registered and that kind of thing, it wouldn't work out. It really wouldn't work out because I can see that he's the kind of person who just, he just wants to play his guitar, man. I mean, like, just let him play his guitar and leave him the hell alone because that's all he really cares about. All this registration stuff, I can see that he just would not care. Then that led me to another thought that there's some artists out there that don't care about what I'm saying. I talk a lot about registration. I talk a lot about protecting yourself and running your business and running your brand like a business and handling this and handling that and becoming a music entrepreneur and doing all these things. There are people out there who are just like this old man that just do not give two hoots. They do not care. They don't care. Leave these people with their instruments. Leave them with their singing. Leave them with their rhymes. Let them do what they do. That's all they care about. That's all they want to focus on. They don't want to hear anything about registration with Samra. They don't want to hear about anything about trying to build a brand or, you know, that kind of thing. That they have no care about that kind of thing. So I, I've had to now also back up and think, look, there are people that don't care about it, but, um, you know, I'll cater to those that actually do give a damn. But those other people, they need, um, they need management and like management that they can trust. They need a record label, a record label that's going to take them, that's going to give them exactly what they need without them, you know, without them having to focus on too much else except for the music. Um, that's the only way that it's going to work out for them. Um, so if you feel that that's your kind of thing, if you're the kind of person who, you know, you, you're not good with numbers, you don't know how this stuff works, you actually couldn't care less about the music industry, uh, politics and all that other stuff, 
maybe then record labels and that kind of thing is for you. Uh, maybe just getting a manager and allowing them to listen to my podcast and that kind of thing is for you. Maybe that's your, maybe that's your game. Maybe that's what you need to focus on. Uh, but yeah, just understand that what I'm talking about right now, it really is not for everybody. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much that. Um, in the next podcast, I think I want to try and go a little bit more into um, some of the business happenings of the past week or so. Week, two weeks. Uh, so it'll probably be in a day or two. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it. I really, really, really do appreciate it. Um, the few lessons that I do get, hit me up. I mean, uh, you know, phone calls are cool. It's usually better to, you know, send through emails and texts and stuff. But I really, I don't mind phone calls either. Um, hit me up on silasbeats at gmail.com. You can also go through to www.silasbeats.com. Yep, um, and we can keep the conversation. We can keep the conversation going there. Peace.